life of joy and power, all from coming to God with a repentant heart. Welcome to the Pastor's Voice. I am Rule Sample, and I am passionate about Christian worldview and the various ways we can proclaim the good news of Christ. I talk to pastors and Christian leaders about the issues of the day to encourage all believers in Jesus to live a Christian worldview. Today I talk with Rachel Harrington from the Unadulterated Heart podcast. Rachel grew up in the church, knew all about God and all his ways. However, it wasn't until she came to a personal, unadulterated, childlike and forgiven relationship with Jesus that her faith and walk took off in powerful ways. Rachel, I am so glad that you are here with us on the podcast. How are you doing today? I am doing amazing. So excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and it is that kind of attitude that that I have been looking forward to uh, here on the podcast. It Amen. is just so fantastic. Rachel, your podcast is described as a journey together into what it looks like to become childlike before the Father. I have found such a release of revelation when I've sat at his feet like Mary. I think that's beautiful. So please tell us about your ministry. Tell us about your podcasts and also the insights that you've had from guests along the way. Okay, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, the podcast has been so fun, such a journey. I know you know because you also have a podcast. So it's just um it's incredible what Holy Spirit will download whenever you're willing to just take the time, sit down with him and listen to what he has to say. So the podcast, I I named it and um welcomed it, created it, uh, put that bio in there, uh, if you want to say, because um, I came out of a season of rebellion. And then out of that season, I came into this place with the father where I've never known what it actually was to know him as a forgiving, loving father. I knew him that he was the creator of the universe. I knew that there was a heaven and a hell and it was kind of terrifying to think about, um, you know, trying to live correctly for him. That was my mindset for so long. And then he, out of the rebellion, I truly found out what it was to repent and turn away from those sins. And then whenever I did, he, it was like the way I described it in the podcast in season one is it was like a waterfall or it was like a volcano eruption. Like that's the magnitude uh, that I try to describe it as his love just pouring out on me because he saw my heart in that moment that I truly wanted to be free and clean from all of the sin that I had been living in. I just didn't want it anymore. I was disgusted by it. And I, I knew he existed and I wanted to know if this loving God that people talked about, if that aspect of him was true and come to find out it so is. And it was just, it was outrageous the way, the way that his love poured out. And so, uh, in this place of the secret place, right? Like Mary sitting at his feet, just soaking it all in, um, not doing and going and having to get things right and perfect, but just seeking his face to know him more in that place. 
I just got so much revelation poured out of his word and, and just who he was, his character. And I couldn't get enough of it. I would just spend hours upon hours upon hours worshiping and reading his word and just pressing in, praying, uh, dancing, just, just falling in love with him. And I've never known him that way before. So in that time, I started making uh, voice notes on my phone, actually. And um, because I've always kept a diary, Uh, but so much revelation was being poured out that I was like, listen, this is way too much to write down right now. I need to like find an easier way. So in comes voice notes. So I'm, I'm taking all of these voice notes on all the revelation he's pouring out. And it's, it's outstanding. It's so good. And so clear, so clear his word is becoming to me. And then, uh, so I call my friend, my best friend who we've been uh, best friends for like four, since we were like 14. So, um, and she's a believer as well. She was on fire way before I was, um, I just kind of was slow getting there, but so, um, (laughs) we, we started, we started having these incredible Holy Spirit field conversations about just what God was doing in me, what God was doing in her. And then the revelation we would put together and then God would just be in the midst because it says when two or more are gathered as he is right now, even, and then um, that he is in our midst. So within that time, he's just pouring out this, this amazing, incredible revelation on both of us now. And so these voice notes started having both of us on it and the conversation back and forth, we're laughing, we're carrying on and, and just also pouring out and there's so much wisdom. It's incredible. And then I'm talking with another friend on a walk one day and, uh, just about what God's doing. Uh, we're just sharing glory stories really. And, uh, I share with her one of the voice notes that Darlena, that's my best friend's name. Um, and I were recording and she's like, Oh man, this sounds like a podcast. And I was like, what? It does actually. Okay. Like that's something to think about. And she gave me this resource that was really easy to make a podcast. And so I just went for it. I was like, Holy spirit, listen, I believe you work through people. They, they, they sometimes uh, can speak into your life and, and help with guiding you. And so I was like, listen, if, if you bless, if you're blessing this, if this is something you want me to do, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. Whatever you say, I will do it. And so I just went for it and it has been phenomenal. I have absolutely loved it. And so I've gotten so much feedback that people have been blessed by it. Uh, the heart's change, just conviction and, uh, you know, so much goodness, um, has come out of it. I'm, I'm so excited to see what God does more with it, but, um, it's, 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 it's incredible to hear your story that you went Hmm. from a really an impersonal relationship. You knew God, you, you never denied that you, you knew God, you knew, you, you knew all the, 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 the rules and the laws and, right. and do it, do it right. You go up, you do it wrong. You go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't until you came into a repentant uh, uh, frame of mind with him, a frame of soul with him, that everything exploded and it's exploded in such an incredible way that you've seen how we can use technology to, to worship and to praise and to grow and connect with others. I think that's just an amazing story. 
Thank you. Yeah, it is. He is so, he is so amazing. I, I cannot take any of the credit because without him, I am filthy rags. I am just, uh, I am a no good person without him in my own strength. I am nothing. And it just, it's, it's incredible to me. Like, yes, like you said, I have always had faith. I have never doubted for a moment of his existence. The difference is when you grow up having this impersonal relationship with him, where you think that you have to amount to something like a slave, you will I, I mean, I can't say you will never, I just, I'm speaking on for myself. I, I could not grow with that. I, I was, I felt so condemned all the time. So judged that I, there was no way that I could amount to his glory, to his majesty, to his holiness, to his righteousness. There's no way. And we can't. That's why Jesus came. He died for a personal relationship, not because we were sinners, but because we were lost sons. And when we really get that, when we really understand the magnitude of his love, like the prodigal son, I talk about this in season one, this hit me so hard when I was seeking him in the secret place that he gave me a vision of the prodigal son and how the dad, he was watching from a far way away. He saw me coming. It was so personal to me. He saw me coming from a long way away and his arms were open. From across the hills, he saw me coming. And then he said, that is my girl. Where is my robe? Where is my ring? Get get the best for her. Let's kill the fatted calf. Let's throw a party. And here was the kicker. He didn't welcome me home with open arms just to turn around and say, ah, but you knew better. Uh, you knew I existed and you just acted like a fool all this time. So, uh, all disappointed, like, you know, annoyed, irritated. No, he did not say that. He was like, I am so happy that you are here. I am so happy that you want a clean heart. I can't wait to give it to you. Those sins that you repented of, they are as far as the East is from the West. I don't even remember them any longer. You are free. You are completely out of the the realm of darkness and into the light. You are my girl. I love you so much. Now let's get moving. I got stuff to do. And I was like, okay. Exactly. And my wife and I spent some time reading Timothy Keller's book, A Prodigal God, a few years ago. And one of the most powerful things that, that Keller pointed out was not only was he there waiting with open arms, but you see the father running across the field to welcome his wayward son or wayward daughter back, you actually see Jesus saying, God is running to you to welcome you back. That's an incredibly powerful message. Isn't it? Like the God of the universe is running towards you, pursuing you. Like even in your sin, even in your waywardness, even in all of the the rebellion, he was right there. He could not wait for your eyes to be opened and for you to come home and not to not to judge you and to say you knew better and be annoyed and be like, ah, here we go again, Rachel, with your sin. Ah, no, it was like, I you want to be free. You're repenting. Your sin is not of you anymore. You are not in that anymore. This is not who you are. And then he just poured into me who I was. And I I can't go back now. There's no way that I can ever go back to a lifestyle of rebellion because I am so in love with him now. 
It's everything is different. My eyes are open and living the Christian life now isn't difficult. There are hard times that it is very, there are challenges. Yes, but he has changed my desires inside from the worldly desires that I used to have to his righteous desires. And I want it. I want to be, uh, live a holy life for him. Not because I feel like I have to, but because I want to, because I'm in love. It's a whole different, it's a whole different mindset now. We talk about worldview here a lot on, on the pastor's voice. You've talked about your faith. Worldview is how we interact with and impact the world around us. What are some specific ways that this new life, this new energy, this new outlook, how has that impacted you? And how, ha- how has that impacted your interaction with others and how you interact with the world around you? Absolutely. I mean, these times are crazy, right? There's there's so much uh, uncertainty and anxiety going on. And myself, I I have felt a lot of anxiety in the past, and um, especially today. Uh, I am I am a single woman now. I am uh, kind of out there doing it on my own. If you want to go, if you want to stay. Um, supporting myself and things like that. And in this uncertain time, it's very, it could be very scary, but since I am walking in the will of the Lord, I am not afraid. I know that every step that I take in his will, he will be there to guide me and to, to provide for me because the plans that he has for me are good and to prosper not to harm me. So with that, because I know that I have a knowing in my heart that I am the child of the most high God, I I, I have nothing to fear. So even whenever things are uncertain, he is, he is faithful. And I know that no matter what happens, I am more than a sparrow to him, you know? Like he, he cares for me more than the sparrows. He dresses me like the lily. I, I don't have anything to have anxiety about. And, and now I just, when I, with my interactions with others, I, all of that, it's, it's a 180. people that have known me in the past and people that know me now, it is, they have seen a complete transformation. It's a whole different person. My language is different. My, my, my joy that, because there's a difference between joy and happiness, you know, like mm-hmm. the, the, the joy of the Lord really is my strength. I can, I can, even in the lonely times when I'm, I'm, uh, thinking about, um, uh, being alone and things like that, loneliness will try to come upon me and like bring me down. But then I have to remember this, this season of waiting is preparation. I, there's no need to feel loneliness. There's no need to be down and depressed and hang, have anxiety. No, this is a preparation time. This is a me and Jesus and Holy Spirit time. This is, this is a time for growth and transformation to prepare me for the plans that God has for me. No, Jesus never promised happiness. He never he promised. Sure he, matter, matter of fact, he said, follow me and you're going to be downright miserable at times. Right. But he, he did promise joy. And that's what, you, that's what you are talking about, is that living in a state of being called joy is an action of the Holy Spirit pouring out upon us. That's right. Amen. Rachel, there is a scripture that says... We are not given a spirit of timidity, but one of power. 
And I can tell you, just from the few minutes spent talking here with you, <laughs> you've got more than your fair share here. I think we can just we can just uh, hook up wires to you and solve half of the world's energy crisis. It's the, it, it, your 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 energy and 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 your enthusiasm is contagious. Wow! Thank you for saying that. So, with all that said, what? Christians are facing a lot of things today, and mm-hmm. uh, and you in in your both in your old outlook and in your new outlook have run into them. So, what do you think are the biggest issues facing Christians today? So, the first thing when I was praying about this, and because uh, there's so many things that we could talk about here, but the biggest thing to me right now that the Father laid on my heart was specifically the American church, because this is where we are. And this is what I know of, uh, we lack power. We Hmm. really do. We there, the Christian church in general in America, we're all about comfortability and that is not okay. That (laughs) Jesus did not, like you said, sometimes we're going to be downright miserable, but here's, here's another thing. Jesus said to pick up our cross and follow him, go out where the great commission is a go. It is, it is not sit in the church, get, get filled up and then come back next week and do it again. Mm -hmm. That is not what it's about. This lack of power is, is, is too much. So I think what's missing in a lot of Christians lives is their secret place with the father, their intimate time with Jesus at home by themselves. It's, we have so many distractions, you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? There's so much busyness and that we, since we are so busy, we allow other things to come before intimacy with him. I did it myself. I was guilty. Of, of it myself. When, when I was first, I first got on fire for Jesus back in my early twenties, I'm 32. Now I, I was on fire pressing in all the time. It was awesome. And then I got to this place later down the road, a couple years where I was so busy with work. I was going to college at the time. Again, um, I was married at the time and I was in a couple of different ministries. I was in the worship ministry and I was in another ministry, uh, you know, church and, all this stuff. Right. And so I was getting so busy that because some of it was ministry stuff and church and all that, I allowed that to take the place of the secret place with, with, with God. And because of that, I got very, very dry, very quickly. And so now my cup is empty. And so I'm pouring out from an empty cup. That's extremely dangerous. So now I'm becoming very burned out. Why do you think there's so many burned out Christians? Probably because they're not getting filled in the secret place. The only place that there is to get filled is in the secret place. You, you Listening to sermons is awesome. Uh, participating in ministries, awesome. We're supposed to be the hands and feet of the Lord. I am not saying that any of that is bad. It is good. But the problem is, if it all takes away from your secret place time and your intimacy with the Father, it is not okay any longer. We are, we need, 
Oh, Tell me ahead. about the secret place. Tell me about the secret place. What, yeah, you know, it's it, it it it's different for different people, I imagine. But tell me, what is the secret place? Absolutely, I love that. I love that question. So the secret place for me, and you're right, it is very different for everybody. Everybody is very unique and has their own personal relationship with Jesus, and and Holy Spirit will convict you on if you're getting into the secret place or not. For me specifically, my secret place is. I don't even have a place in my house right now that is specifically my secret place, except for upstairs somewhere, because I walk around a lot. I'm very active, which you can tell in my voice. So I, I'm here and there and everywhere. But specifically what my secret place is, is I am shutting everything out. My phone is on like, do not disturb or I'm just ignoring messages and, th and things like that. Uh, my, my mind is solely focused on the Lord only. I love worship. I always encounter God mostly in worship. That is, that is mine and his like, uh, place together where we just, you know, we, we are just, mm. okay. So worship, worship is big for me. So I'll put on my favorite worship music. I will sing to him. I will worship him, uh, with in spirit and truth, just fully pouring out my heart to him. Um, I will ask him to search my heart. I will ask him to remove whatever it is that hinders me. I will, I will repent of anything that I know of, uh, that is, that is keeping me away. I will, um, I will open his word. I will not go to specific places. Sometimes I'll even just like flip through and like look at different scriptures and just uh, read some and then thank him. Uh, we enter into his presence with thanksgiving and praise, right? Scripture. So um, I will be thankful to him and, and, and thank him for everything that he's done for me. Um, and then I'll thank him for his word. Thank him for his promises, things that I know that are in his word, like delight myself in the Lord and, and he will give me the desires of my heart. I will thank him for that. I will thank him for any other promises that the, the prosper to me, uh, any promises that he has laid on my heart, I will thank him for. And then I will just spend, however, I don't put a time limit on it for myself because I'm able to do that. You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. able to take that time and spend up to three, four hours sometimes if, if, if that's where it's at. Um, other times it's like a half hour because I, I have so much going on, but here's what I've noticed. The, the quantity of the time spent in the secret place pouring out to him is less important than the quality of it. Because if your heart is seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness, all the other things are added, right? Mm -hmm. So with that, when you can focus your mind, and sometimes as Americans, that's really hard too. We have like ADHD, man. Like we're we're all over the place. And I know I sound like I do a lot, but I can really focus. I can see, I can really focus with the father and uh, really just think about, sometimes I even just lay there and put on instrumental worship music and think about what the throne room looks like. Sometimes I think about what he is doing. Sometimes I think about his face. Sometimes I think about walking in the garden, how it was, we were created to do. So my secret place changes all the time from time and what I'm going on and things like that. But, but mostly, and the most important thing is to be able to make it a priority 
to sit there and not have an agenda with him. I think that's really important too, because sometimes we we go and praying for things we're supposed to, we're supposed to bring our prayers and petitions to the Lord and, and, and pray about specific things. Absolutely. But I wonder how, how much we take the time to actually listen to Holy Spirit and hear if he's trying to speak to us in any sort of way. Be sure to check out Rachel's podcast, The Unadulterated Heart on Spotify or any of the other major networks. The link is in the show notes. We would also appreciate your help in keeping the pastor's voice going. Please use the support the show link to donate any amount to help us cover our expenses. If you have any questions about our podcast, would like to be a guest, or would like to become a sponsor, please email us at podcasts at thepastorsvoice.net. I am Rule Sample. Thank you for listening.